Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Hey, what's up? I'm former Bills receiver Stevie Johnson, and you listening to Nate and the fellas on the Circle in the Wagon podcast. It's only one way to roll, and that's through the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills, baby. Yeah. Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times, here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Your Buffalo Bills beat the Green Bay Packers 27-17 to tonight in Orchard Park. I just want to talk about this for a quick second before I hand it over to you guys. If you guys aren't familiar, uh, this is the... Twitter space version of the Circling the Wagons recap uh, podcast edition. Now, this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. If you are in the Western New York or Central New York area, do yourself a favor. Check out the DeLago Resort and Casino. It is the jewel of Waterloo. Um, Bill's game tonight. Uh, the first half looked a hell of a lot better than the second half, but a win is a win. The Buffalo Bills are 6-1 and one now after the bye. Um, like I said, it's a tale of two halves, but luckily the Bills were up by so much in the first half that the second half didn't really matter. We saw Josh Allen throw two interceptions in the fourth quarter, uh, so not a great ending by Josh Allen, but I mean, it didn't even matter in the grand scheme of things. It's okay. He's allowed to have one bad quarter in uh, seven games, but uh, yeah, this is, for those of you that aren't familiar, this is your chance as Bills fans to give your take on what happened, um, and, uh, and let me know... Uh, let me know what your thoughts are. So first, I'm going to turn it over to Colby. I got Colby's been in before. Want to get you in, brother? What's going on? Oh, uh, hey, uh, Nate. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good, brother. How you doing? I'm doing good, brother. Um, I I'm I'm pretty happy with the win. Uh, wasn't too happy with the last two quarters though. Um, I had to say the defense was very lazy. Uh. And I just didn't like the effort that we were getting out of the D. But I, you know, big, I, I wore my Milano jersey and he, he got picked today. So I was really happy about that. Um, honestly, I'm a little angry with Josh Allen, though. He only gave me 17 points in fantasy. And now I'm going to get curb stumped by Mixon and Cooper tomorrow. <sighs> he needed to save me, man. <laughs> but go you Bills you... and, go, and I, I love you, Bills Mafia. Yeah, thank you, Colby. Appreciate that, man. Um, 
it sucks that uh, that you needed him tonight. And when you saw the first half stats, you got to be like, dude, I'm going to crush the other guy I'm playing. And then all of a sudden he loses two picks in the second half. Uh, only throws for, I believe he had 129 yards in the first half. And he ended the game with 218, so less than 100 in the second half. Normally we're used to Josh Allen just sitting down uh, on the bench. He kind of metaphorically just kind of dropped the ball. Um, but yeah, the second the effort with the defense in the second half was interesting because the Packers were able to run the ball. It felt like it will. And, uh, and luckily, you know, Allen threw an, or uh, Rogers threw an interception. Allen threw an interception. Um, there were a couple of turnovers back and forth there. Uh, but yeah, it definitely seemed like we were missing some uh, physicality and some tackling from our defense. Um, I noticed that with several different players, uh, Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, you mentioned, um, was it DeMar Hamlin that got torched on that touchdown who just didn't look back or, you know, he was, he was the only guy left there for, who was his, what was that guy's name? Does it matter? Um, I just have Rogers throws a 37 yard touchdown, so I don't have that guy up, but yeah, it was, it was a different, it was definitely a tale of two halves, but in this, in this age when, uh, the Packers' backs were up against the wall. They were three and four. Now they're three and five. Um, they put up a hell of a fight, and uh, and they were definitely not going to go down easy. And it was a chippy game all game. Um, kind of surprised with how the second half went, but I mean, a win is a win. Um, and uh, you know, you got to move into to next week uh, and uh, and go from there. So we got Big Mike in. Big Mike, I'm going to add you as a speaker. What's going on, man? Are you happier about this win than the Chiefs win, or are you still in the head, same headspace? No, I'm, I'm a lot happier with this win. Uh, first thing I want to mention is um, Limburger cheese. Uh, yeah, that's going to suck. Um, that's an inside joke. Uh, secondly, no, I, I, was, I put in the wall of fame and wall, uh, wall of shame that I was unhappy with the run defense, but you have to consider – they got Green Bay got down early, so everybody knows that when you get down early, you're gonna normally have to try to pass your way back into the game. So, with that in consideration, of course, there's no receivers that Rodgers can throw to, so they're gonna have to run on rely on what they can actually do well. And of course, the the Bills are gonna give up those chunk run plays because that also actually helps them out with the time running down faster. And then they have actually less time to get back into the game. So I'm unha- I'm slightly unhappy with what they were giving up, but at the same time, I kind of understand. Yeah, that's a good point, big Mike. Um, I mean, if you gotta, if you gotta take it one way or the other, you're going to take, you know, six, five yard runs by Aaron Jones that, you know, bleeds two and a half minutes off the clock or one thirty yard pass from Rogers. I mean, it's, it's, it's a very, very clear and concise answer to that one. So uh, I'm with Correct. you on that. I'm with you on that one for sure. I was wondering, and I tweeted this that I wonder if Aaron Rodgers' thumb was really an issue because they weren't. He wasn't really pushing the ball downfield until they really had to at the end of the game. But I Correct. think I think it might have been that. But really, what you said was that they were losing wide receivers. I mean, even at the end of the game, Aaron or was it Sammy Watkins went out. So he had, you know, backup tight ends and rookies to, to pass to. So it, he, there was really no one there. There's, yeah. There, so you got one superstar quarterback not even being the superstar that he normally tries to be in Aaron Rodgers. And then you've got our guy, the superstar who had, I, believe it or not, he had, I would say, uh, a, still a decent game. 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really get on him too bad about the interceptions that he threw because how many times has he actually been able to get away with all those throws? I mean, this guy is able to, you know, to throw across his body. I don't know. You know, we've seen it and it's been maybe three or four years before since it's been something that he's had to, you know, really take into consideration because he's been able to make them. So with him getting these throws and having this stuff, I think, you know, it's one of those knock out the mistakes early type situations. So you could see him, you can learn from him, And then, you know, it makes your, it makes yourself better in the long run. You know, it's, it's the same kind of mentality of, Oh, you don't want to go and not lose any games because then you get this chip on your shoulder and you don't, you hardly learn from anything. That's, that's the kind of way I see that with uh, Josh Allen and, and his performance tonight, but he was still the man. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good point. Good point. Thanks for coming in big Mike. Appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Go builds. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, uh, love all those points by Big Mike, uh, specifically like Allen gets away with most of those passes. I mean, how often that, that miss by Allen to Kumro at the end where he flipped it to a wide open Kumro, normally you see him make that pass 99 times out of 100. And this was the one time he missed it. It was just an off game. But man, if you watch NFL over the weekend or over almost every other weekend, Josh Allen's worst day, if this is like his worst second half or whatever, is still better than almost every other quarterback's good day, which is kind of crazy to see. I think it speaks to uh, Josh Allen and the rest of the league as much as it does. So um, I'm going to head on over to Private Joker 2003. Private Joker 2003, you got the uh, you got the floor, buddy. Hey, awesome. Well, not awesome. Um, that was weirdly... <laughs> That's probably like the 2022-23 Bills version of a loss, <laughs> which is like crazy because we won by 10 points. Um, and I'm not yeah. unhappy or anything, but it was just funny with the interview with Josh Allen at the very end of the game where you know you could tell a lot of these national media folks that don't necessarily follow all the Bills games they have a certain like narrative and script that they're trying to follow up on. And obviously he's the MVP front runner. So they're asking him all these questions to set up like answers to go along with that narrative. And meanwhile, like, it's funny because it's like, they just won by 10 points, but you can see like Allen's not really all that happy with the way that he played during the game. But I mean, mm -hmm. if that's the 2022-23 Bills version of a loss. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I know. All things considered, you're you're absolutely right. This is a great time to be a Bills fan. Bills fan because if you lived during the drought and you were a fan during at least most of the drought, like you can't help but think today, like man, is Rogers going to become like 2020 Rogers and just torch us, or what's going to happen? And uh, luckily, I think it, it it feels like he's going the way of. Ben Roethlisberger, Drew Brees, like those guys at the end, maybe even Tom Brady at the end. Uh, and I think we kind of, maybe we got a little bit lucky, but again, like you said, maybe this is just this team and this is what a bad win looks like this is from a bad this win good of a team. For these, for these <laughs> bills. But the other thing too with, um, with Rodgers is that like, I honestly, I don't think that he's magically gotten bad for being the two-time MVP to this season. I think that, just the stuff that's going on around him is bad. Um, just the receivers that he's lost and everything else. And I guess this, I think I heard you talking about before and I heard it too. Um, something about his thumb being jacked up. Although when he was throwing it this game, I mean, he was 
kind of efficient. Like he, he mm-hmm. actually made a couple nice plays. But um, I just think I, I'll tell you what. One thing that I thought was that was striking this game was in the end of the second half, where the Packers were down at that point by 14 points, and it was third and 16, and they handed the ball off. And then the Bills got it back and were throwing like it was reversed, like they were down by, like they were the ones that were down by 14 points. And at that point, I was like, as soon as that happened, I was like, okay, the Bills are going to win this game. Um, And then I was just kind of surprised that the second half was a little flat. But at the end of the day, I mean, like I said, the Bills are, they're the, well, I haven't said it before, but they are the best team for sure, um, I think. And they just have to keep on playing up to their standards. And if they do, you know, I'm going to I'm going to pick them to win every week this year. Absolutely. Amen, brother. Thank you for coming in. I appreciate you. Uh, you giving your your mind on this. Go Bills. Go Bills. <laughs> My guy, Private Joker 2003, been long time listener. Um, I, I, I love what he said about uh, the end of the first half, the aggressiveness of Sean McDermott and this Bills offense. Like it felt like it was backwards. In fact, John, our co-host. Uh, which you've heard on the podcast, uh, texted us at the end, and he's just like, them running a draw play on third 16 was definitely like peak drought era play calling from the Buffalo Bills uh, offense, offenses of the past. So I agree. And and yeah, I, that was it was like a team that was looking to just get out of the half, and the Bills are like, you know what, we can still score at least a field goal here. And they did. They had that 53-yard pass down to Diggs uh, to get them far down. So yeah, 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 I love that point. Absolutely. So we're going to my guy, Dave, in uh, over in the UK. Always got to get my UK listeners in. Dave, uh, you are in uh, the Circling the Wagons Twitter space, uh, brought to you by the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Dave, what's going on? What, what time is it in the UK? Hey, go Bills. It's 3.45 in the morning, so we're just getting started. <laughs> <clears throat> nice. <laughs> just getting started. I love it. Yeah, but no, I like everybody was stressing about the they, like they were running all over us. I did it really didn't bother me. Like, yeah, you're down multiple scores, run the ball as much as you want. Didn't bother me at all. Quite happy with that. Um, but the only thing that worried me really is considering how everybody's been slagging off the the, the Packers O line and how bad they were. It's really got two sacks that whole game. I thought with our D line, I thought would have made more of an impact and. I don't know how many pressures we got on them, but that was a really surprising thing for me. Like I thought we would have made more of an impact up front, but yeah, you know what's funny is one sack was taken away from Greg Rousseau based on that. Like was it oh yeah, the hands game, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not that many more, but it's just one more at least, right? Yeah, but you know, then they the wins a win. You know, we're six and one after what everybody thought was the tough half of the schedule, and we're six and one, first seed in the AFC. And as is always the case, you never want to be playing your best football at this time of year. There's still lots to clean up. Things are great. Things are rosy, really, aren't they? That's great. This is awesome, isn't it? That's how good is this now? This team is unbelievable. We play. We have. Everybody's like, "Oh, that was terrible." And that's the funny thing is that everybody's like, "Oh, that was really bad." And it was like we still won by ten points. What's going on? Like it's terrible. And it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, what's funny is I had Jeff Kerr from CBS on last week and we were talking bills and he mentioned to me pod, off air and he tweeted, pod. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much, Dave. And now off the air and he tweeted this later. He's like, if, if uh, Josh Allen beats Allen or Aaron Rodgers, it'll be the only time in NFL history a player or quarterback has beaten three former MVPs in one season. Oh, that's right. I remember that. and, it's, uh, it's three former MVPs in four games, isn't it? 
Exactly. So to your point, I mean, you're playing against the team with a former MVP very recently, and uh, and the Bills ended like a bad game from the Bills beats them. Yeah. That's how good. That's how good the Bills are. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think it was, there was a stat at half time. I don't know if it was like, but they said like, are the Bills the only team this season to have a hundred yards rushing every game? Really? There was a stat like that? Yeah, it came, I'm sure. I whether I missed I like I saw it and I was like, holy shit, that can't be right. What the- so whether I, I drank it, the alcohol making me think I saw it like, but I was like, that cannot be right. Because we slagged off our run game all season and it's like... <laughs> 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 uh, maybe it's like, yeah, yeah, maybe it is. That's a, that's a good point, Dave. Appreciate you coming in, man. Thanks for thanks for making the call across the podcast. Nah, thanks for having me as always, fellow. Go Bills. All right, buddy. Go, Bills. All right, we got time for one more. Ah, man. Okay, okay. I'm going to get two guys in because uh, you guys have been waiting for so long. First, I'm going to get Rob Diddy in, and then I'm going to get Go, Bills, uh, Drunk Town. And so, Rob, my guy, what's up? Um, My only issue, to be honest, I mean, yeah, we'll have bad games. Uh, Most times we have a break. Typically, we actually start out pretty slow. So, I mean, having a bad second half wasn't the problem. The only issue I have is the missed tackles started rearing their heads again. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, you got you got to take what you can. You got to, you know, you got to take away what you can from it. Josh Allen had a bad second half. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge—that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Great job by... Um, by uh Ken Dorsey let James Cook cook. Um, I like seeing that. I like not seeing Zach Moss touch the football. So, uh, but I mean, it, it's it's the nature of competition. Uh, the Packers, you know, it was it was actually good to see them actually get their thing going for a little while. Uh, mm-hmm. I just kind of think that you know we need those games where we do have to fight some adversity that'll help us late in the season, into the playoffs when things don't always go our way. But the only gripe that I have is the missed tackles. Yeah, yeah, I like it too. 
I like it too. Thank you, Rob, for coming in, man, and and, and giving your thoughts on that, man. Go, Go Bills. Bills. Yeah, I I love I love Rob's point, and it's kind of been you know somewhat of a theme of this Twitter space was just uh, missed tackles because any of the other things like yeah you know they get three or four or five yards whatever at least they're trying to not take advantage of Jordan Poyer being out, Micah Hyde being out, and uh, still not having Tredavious White. Um, so I'll take those three or four yard chunks when they turn them into thirty yard runs because uh, they missed a tackle or there was one where Tremaine Edmonds missed one near the sidelines. I thought he would at least uh, stick him, stick Aaron Jones for like a, a three-yard gain or at least like knock him out of bounds. And instead he bounced off Tremaine Edmonds' tackle and gets another 10 or 11 yards. I mean, it was just, that was that was everyone. That wasn't just him, obviously. But uh, yeah, that was a, that was, that was, that's, if there is one gripe to have for sure, that's, that's the one. So I'm going to go over to my guy, Drunk Towns. He's going to be the last one on this one. Uh, thank you guys all for listening. Drunk Town, go Bills. What's going on, So. Man? Another double-digit win against a team that was an NFC championship. So although it wasn't perfect, I can't complain about it. I mean, we don't need to be perfect now. We need to be perfect in January and February to to win a Super Bowl. Um, a couple points. One, I'm curious how much, and I don't think this even comes in a game plan, but how much show it was it showcasing or seeing what we have at running back with the trade deadline coming on Tuesday. Or was it taking advantage of a subpar Packers run defense? Um, I feel like, I mean, that first quarter, how good Singletary looked, and then we mixed uh, Cook in in the in the second in the second quarter there. Um, two, you know, we're talking about all these offensive weapons out there trying to get Kamara or you know any, anybody out there that um, you know we're linked to every single running back on a bad team basically in these trade deadline, but. You know, Poyer went out, and Poyer did not look great. I mean, with uh, with that left arm now being an issue, coming off the rib and coming off the right elbow, I think what we need to address is safety, to be completely honest. I don't care about OBJ. I don't care about Camara. I think we need a safety. We have, what, three healthy safeties on the roster. Um, we need somebody back there when we're going in January and February against these teams that can actually throw the ball to help make sure that nobody takes the top off us because of how we play defense, you know, two safety high. Um, you know, if something happens to Hamlin or Jaquan Johnson and or Poyer's out for an extended period of time, you know, that's going to be huge. That's like basically us losing Mitch Morris or somebody on the offensive line. They need some depth at safety. And the last point I want to make is Matt Milano. <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, the guys should have five touchdowns and seven interceptions this year. And the fact that he got that second one today was just incredible when he dropped two today. Uh, the, the second one he dropped would have been an incredible play. But ultimately, the guy is just always on the ball because of his hustle. And, you know, I, I'm so happy we have him on the team. Um, I hope that he sticks around and I hope he continues to perform for the next, you know, half decade or decade here. But he's just a cornerstone of that defense. And, I think he allows so much flexibility for Leslie Frazier and that defense to, uh, you know, do what they're doing. Yeah, yeah, I love. I'm going to address all these points. Thank you for getting in, man. I appreciate it. Go Bills for sure. Go Bills. So a lot of a lot of great points brought up by uh, Go Bills Drunk Town. Um, first thing is uh, I got dressed before we leave because we have to record our actual recap podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, mixing in Cook with Singletary, I thought Singletary was injured for a minute. I kept checking the Buffalo Bills PR uh, account, didn't see anything there. Um, it was it was just interesting because Singletary was doing so well. I wasn't upset that Cook was in because he adds a different dynamic for sure. And I believe he has a lot of talent. He's just, you know, a little bit more raw. 
Um, he's a rookie. I thought that was interesting. So what Drunk Towns brought up about mixing in Cook when you already have Singletary having a great game, um, could that be a sign of maybe some trade deadline bait? Maybe uh, I, I could only see it being um, a situation where they're trying to trade for trade away Cook. That's why they wanted to get him the looks, which I'm sure is what you mean. Because no one would want to trade for Singletary for, you know, he's a starter. You wouldn't want him for just, what, eight games or nine games. So um, giving Cook some run, um, potentially trading him and picking up a more veteran running back like a Cam Akers, like uh, who else is thrown out there, Kareem Hunt or something like that. I think it's very possible that that's why they're doing that. That would make sense to me instead of, you know, switching it from, from drive to drive, notice how they put Singletary back in towards the end of the game when they needed yards and they needed rely. They didn't want any turnovers potentially. Maybe they were worried about that with James Cook. I mean, he's a rookie. He did turn the ball over on his first NFL touch. So let Singletary go and let's grind down some clock and make sure we keep this double digit lead. Um, I can definitely see that. So I love that point. Um, as far as safety goes, I would absolutely be looking at safety if Jordan Poyer's out for an extended period of time. Um, I love Jaquan Johnson. I love Damar Hamlin. I love them um, for what they've been doing so far as starters. Um, I'd rather have Poyer out there. I'd rather have Hyde out there. I know Hyde's out, but um, to, to I, it would be it would be kind of crazy to not look at some sort of veteran depth from a team that could use a fifth round pick or a fourth round pick. I mean, veteran depth on a guy, especially with a with a, a contract that's. Uh, that's expiring this year. We just need a rental guy, man. We're not looking for the long term. We just need a guy to get to the playoffs and have good veteran depth that could potentially start in a bind. Um, so I agree with that. But honestly, before trade deadline, since I don't know if we're going to get a chance to talk about that uh, before the actual trade deadline in a couple of days, I want an interior offensive lineman. Um, I know everyone's talking OBJ. I know everyone's talking um, as a free agent acquisition. I know everyone's talking running back. I completely get that. I want those two. If I have a choice, I want a guard or center or both uh, backup linemen. We need depth along the interior. We've needed it for years. If Mitch Morse, if Roger Saffold, if Ryan Bates goes out for an extended period of time, especially in the playoffs, I think that they're just going to eat a, eat apart um, or tear apart rather our uh, interior offensive line, just like the Dolphins did uh, in that uh, in that loss. So uh, especially when Mitch Morse was out, I think Ryan Bates went out in the game. I mean, they were on like fourth, fifth string, you know, offensive linemen at that point. So um, that's going to be my trade target if I if I could. So maybe based on what uh, what Drunk Town said, I, I guess I'd go into your offensive line safety if Poyer's out for an extended period of time and then running back um, potentially. But we don't need one, but it'd be nice to have like a really good one. <laughs> Not going to lie. And then Matt Milano being a stud, I love that point. I love Matt Milano. If you guys have ever listened to this podcast, he is one of my favorite Bills players. He's a silent assassin. The dude just makes plays again and again and again. And sure, he dropped some interceptions. He almost made an amazing one um, tonight. But uh, the guy is just so steady. He's always usually reliable in tackling. Um, he made, a, I think, one miss tonight, which was notable because I never see him do that, unlike other players on the Bills defense. Uh, I love Matt Milano if you're... If you're a Mamelano stand like I am, um, you just love watching him play week in and week out. So I agree 100% with there. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I'm just going to uh, to sign it off here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, appreciate you guys. If you guys want to hear this in podcast form, we're going to post it tomorrow morning um, around 8 a.m. and you can listen to it then. So thank you guys all for listening. Again, 
This episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. If you are in the Western New York or Central New York area, do yourself a favor. It is a fun time. Have a drink, make a bet, have something to eat. You will enjoy yourselves, I promise. Go Bills and make sure to check out our full recap with my co-hosts, John and Mike. And we'll talk to you guys again soon. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? I don't see nobody stopping us. Number one, no one on top of us. What they gonna do in Matt Malone? Coming with the blitz off the edge Don't you throw it in the air Cause Trey White and Micah High will intercept Von Miller getting double team Now the team getting easy sacks Russo with the double moves Coming straight for the quarterback Take him down, take him down McDermott clapping on the sidelines And the crowd going crazy Mafia, it's our time Josh Allen, it's your time It's the Mafia, yeah Sunday, one Bills drive Mafia, where you at? Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. 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 It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? It's the Buffalo Bills, eh? Buffalo, Buffalo. Buffalo, it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Shaq Lawson, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? I don't see nobody stopping us. Number one, no one on top of us. Mitch Moore snapped to Josh Allen, looking down the field, see no one open, so he scrambled right. He sees somebody open, but he off balance, so he gotta be focused. Dawkins with the block, Allen with the shock, 70 yards, will it be called Gabe Davis or Jay Crowder? Down the field, past the whole roster, that Steph Diggs make it so easy. Touchdown, high our field rocking every Sunday. Got a hangover on every Monday. Get your bass kick, you know we winning. Josh Allen passing, who gon' pass us? With Devin and Cook, you know we great. If you're not a Bills fan, we don't relate. Nah. Buffalo, 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 it's the mafia. Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, Don Brown, who's stopping us? Trey Edmonds, Ed Oliver, Jordan Phillips, who blocking us? No one. Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>